Hello and welcome to Cine Lovers. Woo! I'm Jamie. I'm Sadie. And we're here to talk to you about film. So um, this is our brand new podcast, Cine Lovers, because we are Cine Lovers. Not mm-hmm. only do we love cinema, which we are lovers. Wow. <laughs> Um, we uh, we met whilst working at HMV and fell in love over our love on film. And um, now we'd like to share that passion for film with you guys. Um, so we're going to be talking about all the film news, up and coming releases, um, what we think of things that have been seen when we finally go to the cinema, our reviews, recommendations, and all those kinds of things. So a quick introduction to um, kind of what we uh, both are into. Uh, as I said, I'm Mercedes, so I love most films, all films really, all genres, uh, big sci-fi fan, Star Wars fan, grew up watching Star Wars with my dad, indie, anything Steven Spielberg, John Williams, um, and I'm a big 80s, 90s kind of girl. So yeah, Jamie? Yes, and um, I have watched horror films basically all my life. I, I'm a massive horror fan, especially into Slasher. I have a degree in script writing for stage screening gaming, so I like to think that I know a little bit about film. So, yeah, my favourite film of all time is Back to the Future. There you go, that's me. Oh, yeah, favourite films like Die Hard, Willy, <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did do uh, media at A-Level Universe, so I know a little bit too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, getting on to what things are going on uh, at the moment. So, obviously, last year was very, very difficult for film, um, wasn't it? Um, obviously, being cinema lovers, uh, we love going to the cinema multiple times a week. And when lockdown came in and the cinemas were closed, oh my God, absolute travesty. So obviously the majority of the year they have been closed. We did get that brief little bit of time in the summer, didn't we? Um, Where we had about three, four films that came out and we were looking to go and see two at the cinema. So we made the most of that for sure. Um, But what what were you most looking forward to last year that that we did not get? What was your most anticipated film? Well, I think most people know how much it was on the cruise film. Tom Cruise lover I am yeah so obviously it had to be Maverick especially because of the pushbacks as well we -hmm. had Maverick that was supposed to come out this year and a mission Maverick last year and a Mission Impossible this year but because obviously that's all been pushed back now so Maverick should be out this year in December but Mission Impossible 7 has been pushed to 2022 and a Mission Impossible 8 to 2023 so my most anticipated film was Maverick so unfortunately we did not get that no, mine was also Maverick, I have to say. Grew up watching Top One with Mum and Dad. Um, absolutely adore it. Can't wait for that to finally see it. Um, but also was really looking forward to Wonder Woman 1984. And I was determined to see that in the cinema. Um, but unfortunately, that did not happen. I kept saying, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait. But it just wasn't really possible. So what did happen last year with film? What did we actually get? Let's have a look. So we did eventually get Wonder Woman 1984, um, but only on um, streaming release. Um, so, but it was still uh, fantastic fun. Not uh, not as amazing as I thought it was going to be. Um, it was a bit cheesy in some parts, but I did really enjoy Kristen Wiig um, as Barbara. Yeah. She was really fun. Um, I would have liked to have seen her character um, be more of the, the big villain, really. Um, Pedro Pascal was okay, but... Yeah, I enjoyed Barbara's character more. And the uh, interesting way they brought Steve Trevor back, as we all knew he was coming back from the trailer, did not expect it to be that like that. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very emotional film, um, very colourful. Love the 80s, obviously. 
Um, yeah, it was good fun. Yeah, um, I think when we're talking about the films that we have missed, obviously everything that went on to on demand. So obviously due to no cinemas, we had I know like Justice League, the Schneider Cut came oh. out this year. So did Nomadland went on to Disney Plus on mm-hmm. April thirtieth. Sound of Metal, Amazon, Promising Woman, Sky Cinema. Um, Mulan Disney Plus and then Tenet's just gone into Sky Cinema now as well but luckily we did get to see Tenet in the cinema did, yeah. Tenet and Bill and Ted were the two films that we did manage to go and watch um, everything else was unfortunately on demand whilst we had to wait for all of that to happen um, big one for me last year with my film of the year was Palm Springs when that went on to Amazon Prime this year that was on Hulu that was on Hulu um, again so because of the uh, Loss of cinema, everything had to go streaming on demand as well. I think the um, it's an interesting debate in regards to what's going to happen with the cinema at the moment because everything mm. that was happening with with films, so they had the whole HBO Max and Sky Cinema debate. So basically, for people that don't know, any films that were supposed to come out in the cinema, most of the films owned by Warner Brothers was just going to get released on HBO Max on the same day as the cinema gets released in America. So America still have their cinemas open uh, now anyway, but they didn't at the time. So what they would do in the UK, because there's no cinemas, is they would charge you 15 99 to rent the movie for seven days. I can see some positives to that and I can see some negatives. So mm-hmm. say, for example, for a couple of cine lovers like here, we, we have limitless tickets, which is 17 99 each. Or if you go to your local say Blackpool cinema it's five pounds for a ticket mm-hmm. so that's ten pounds a ticket for two of us so why would we want to rent a film for seven days at 15.99 however with other films that was along this topic here in the sky cinemas in England we had Godzilla versus Kong we had Wonder Woman 84 Tom and Jerry for some examples on there all of these films I'd say most of them are family orientated films so if you're thinking of a family of four, two adults, two children that want to go to the cinema paying £5 a ticket each, that's £20. It, it, it makes sense for you guys to obviously look to rent those movies at £15.99 because you are saving yourselves money. And then you can watch it as much as you want over that week as well. So you can keep the kids entertained during lockdown. But um, yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't a thing for cine lovers yeah. like ourselves that we could actually benefit from, unfortunately. But Luckily, stuff like Mulan and and others, um, other films like said Nomadland or other films that are coming out later this year as well are going straight on to Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. I know Mulan had the same premiere access, but that was nineteen ninety nine, which is the kind of same same premise as well. Uh, Sky Cinema premiere, but hopefully it eventually come. Uh, yeah, yeah, like I said, it was on there for the first few months, and then it would go on to there. So it's a cinema, whether this is going to be the future i don't know i mean you can't beat that experience of the cinema going out and watching the film there are certain films which is why stuff got pushed back like tenet you want to see tenet on the big screen it's a visual spectacle you want to go see maverick at the cinema you want to go see these type of films because they are for the cinema you don't want to watch them at home so you can see why these films were pushed back and not put on these hbo max or these streaming platforms so it's an interesting debate, which I'm sure we could probably get into uh, an, another time, uh, the, the cinema debate, whether this is the death of the cinema with HBO Max having no, every Warner Brothers never. movie going on to HBO Max 
and the cinema on the same day. So Mortal Kombat recently, you've got other films coming out later this year, which we'll talk about later, like mm. Matrix 4, In the Heights. All of these films are going straight onto HBO Max on the same day they're released in the cinema. So it's very intriguing for what's going to happen uh, with cinemas. See. I think you'll definitely get a split. There'll be the kinds of people who do prefer to watch films at home, and they'll be the kinds of people who have probably stopped coming to cinema that much anyway over the years. As we all know, cinema numbers have dropped, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so they'll be the kind of people who prefer to do things at home. Um, and if they have got a big family, then I suppose it's worth it money-wise, and you can all just relax and you're not having to get wrangle the kids. Yeah, get a takeaway. You're not having to wrangle the kids at the cinema. But, um, you know, for and you us, can pause it whenever you want. You can, you can. But for us, it's an experience. And I love that evening out and going and getting your popcorn and chatting to the guys at the cinema. You know, obviously, we're regular goers, so we get to know the people that work at our local cinema. Um, and it's it's great. And, you know, those feelings are great when you get to be in the cinema on your, on your own as well, when nobody else has gone mm. to see it. And, and, you know, it's going to that big, dark room and just losing yourself with your popcorn. And I don't, I don't think it will die. Um, we may get a reduction in the amount of cinemas, but I would like to think that yeah, it would continue. I, I think realistically, what I would probably see happening would be cinemas would only be available in big cities. Yeah. I know, obviously, um, in Blackpool, we're supposed to get in the IMAX later this year. Oh, so that. that would be absolutely phenomenal when that happens. But mm-hmm. whether it's just cinemas are only going to be in select towns or cities and not going to be everywhere, mm-hmm. whether there might only be one, it might only be Odeon and Viewing City World don't exist anymore. They're just joined to make the cinema. You don't know, do you? So there's all different stuff that they can do. But like I said, only time will tell after this um, if we go into another recession or anything happens. So <laughs> you don't know, not. do you? I just want to take a quick minute to talk about Bill and Ted Face Music. Okay. Wild Stallions! Because, you know, I was so, so, so excited about this film. I've been excited about it like my whole life, and we finally got it. Um, And last year, I was determined, again, to see it at the cinema, and we did. And I think we were only, there's only a few people in the cinema. <laughs> mm. But uh, it was brilliant. So much fun. Not like, not an amazing film, but just so, so much fun. Full of nostalgia. Great characters. The girls that were playing uh, the daughters, um, Billy and um, Thea. Oh my God, they were brilliant. Samara Weaving, that's it. Yeah, um, I can't remember the other girl's name, but they were absolutely brilliant. Uh, they really got their characters down. Um, I do wish they hadn't replaced the princesses, the actresses, but you know sometimes you just have to. And it was great to obviously have a bit of Rufus in there in death mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, Wild Stallions forever, absolutely. But yeah, my, my my film of the year has got to be Promising Young Woman. Um, absolutely, Palm Springs was great. I did really enjoy that. But for me, um, Promising just, Young Woman just blew me out of the water. I did not expect it to be as good as it was. Um, not just in the story, but visually, it was stunning. Uh, the colour, the use of colour was just absolutely beautiful. And um, the pastels, and um, mm-hmm. also the brights, and um, the framing of certain things, and the casting I thought was brilliant. Um, all the minor characters up really and Bo the way Burnham. it ended and yeah Bo Burnham really were a big Bo Burnham fans in this house not a lot of people have heard of him um, mm-hmm. in this country I don't think but um, he's a great stand-up comedian and he uh, he was playing the love interest in Forest New Orleans. and there's a great scene with him in the uh, in the little convenience store yes <laughs> so definitely we would recommend go and watch Forest New Orleans. everybody needs to see it um, obviously, Nomadland dominated at the Oscars. 
Yeah, I wouldn't, nothing dominated. It only got one more than every other film, but it won obviously the top ones of best film, best actress, and best yeah. director. Um, so yeah. Um, but the question is, what? How would the awards ceremonies have looked if we hadn't have had? Um, lockdown and reduction in the amount of films that came out do we think that those films would have been nominated necessarily there's a lot of talk that promising young woman would have been nominated it depends um, you've only got to look at the films that were supposed to come out mm-hmm. this year i mean if we look at the films that are still to come out mm-hmm. i think half of these films with west side story was supposed to come out december 2020 mm-hmm. um Ghostbusters, Afterlife, I don't think that's going to be an Oscar film anyway, no. uh, but Maverick was supposed to be released last year as well. There's so many different films that were supposed to be released over the last year, but didn't come out. But luckily, we get to look forward to them this year. Yeah. Um, whether some of them would, would have been in the Oscar talk, I don't know. I think West Side Story West probably Story would have. Well, in the Heights is coming out this oh, year. Yeah, yeah. that's that. But, um, West Side Story, yeah, I think definitely would have been Oscar nominated. It's a Steven Spielberg movie, and obviously, bar the post, <laughs> um, <laughs> most of the films are nominated for Best Picture. Uh, I know, obviously, with the whole Ansel Elhort um, kind of thing going on at the moment as well, whether it would have actually been nominated for an Oscar, I don't know, because you know, the Oscars are kind of political that way. Mm-hmm. But, um, you're looking at some of the films, I mean, we've only we've only I've touched upon some of them here with Maverick, The Suicide Squad, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Space Jam, A New Legacy, Cruella, Luca, In the Heights, West Side Story. These are some of the films that are going to be coming out um, over the, the so next exciting. few months, which again, you're seeing these big releases coming out again. I know we talk about In the Heights and Space Jam and The Suicide Squad are all HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So they're all going Warner Brothers straight onto there as well with the same cinema release. But in the UK, we don't have HBO Max, so they're no. going to only be released in the cinema over here within the UK. So we are getting these big films again, Luca and Cruella, Disney Plus. Uh, mm-hmm. They'll be going straight onto there as well. Maybe they'll do a cinema l- release to coincide because I assume most of them are going to be premium access as well, where you have to pay that nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if we do see them in the I cinema would hope as it well. Would come out this I don't want to have to wait. Um, everybody else being can afford it to be able to watch it first of all and then have to wait until it comes to the cinema until mm. a week and go so i would hope they would release them at the cinema at the same time i don't see why they wouldn't um but yeah obviously our most anticipated film is probably gonna be maverick then mm. um but i am really excited for in the heights and i think that needs to be seen on a big screen as well because it just looks so big and extravagant and spectacular and well it's been advertised as the event of the summer well so. i i would say so yeah it looks very summery <laughs> and of course, um, who's the what's the actor's Anthony name? Ramos. Anthony Ramos, yeah. Who of course found fame from Hamilton, um, which was also they're both written by Lin Manuel Miranda. Um, so I wasn't a big Hamilton fan. I'm not gonna lie, it's not really for me. We watched it. There was a little bit. There was a couple of little bits I enjoyed, but in the Heights, I'm actually really looking forward to. Yeah, especially directed by John M. Chu as well. Obviously, mm-hmm. the Crazy Rich Asians, which is a great movie. So it's um, I'm looking forward to In the Heights. Um, for anyone that listens to the Great Movie Ever podcast, it was my number one overall draft pick to be the highest rated film of the year. So we'll find out on June 11th when it comes out. I believe it is June 11th. So we'll find out. Yep. 
Oh, definitely. What about West Side Story, though? I know you're really looking forward to that. Big lover of the original. Well, like I said, I absolutely adore the original West Side Story film. Um, it's a great stage, like, musical as well. But mm -hmm. um, a little bit sceptical, to be completely honest. Like I said, um, Angela Elthorpe, don't know if he can sing. I assume he can if he's in this role. Um, it should be Oscar bait to a degree. I know the original film when it was released in 1961 did win a lot of awards. Um, so I'll be very surprised if it's not nominated for an award. But I think who else is in it? You've got Rachel Zeiger. Is it Rachel Zegler? Rachel Zegler, sorry. And uh, is it Maddie Ziegler, who's the Sea Girl, is in it as well as Velma? And then obviously Ansel Elhort. So it's an interesting one. I'm not sure why they remade it. Um, I think it's a great movie that's, that's still you can watch today. Uh, I love West Side Story. So I'm looking forward to the remake because um, even though I appreciate the original, it's not, again, it's not really for me. It doesn't grasp me as much. Um, but this looks big and, you know, and really, really musical, even though the other was musical, obviously. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's something about it that just, um, draws me in a bit more and uh, i do like ansel obviously we I, we don't know what's going on there with the situation i don't judge people about things until they're convicted of things so <laughs> i'm not going to wade in on that but for his acting i enjoy i do, do enjoy watching him i'm looking forward to the film obviously it's spielberg so excited mm -hmm. for more spielberg that's for sure um but i think um for me as well the suicide squad is something that i'm super looking forward to um we're really big dc fans as well both of us. Obviously, mm -hmm. Snyder Cut came in and, oh my God, absolutely blew us away. What what a film. Like, the original Justice League doesn't even exist, right, <laughs> anymore. Like, we cannot even, like, talk about that film anymore. And um, can't wait for our steelbooks to arrive of Snyder Cut. A couple of weeks, yeah. Not, not too far away now. I'm so excited. But it just left so much wide open as well for the future of um, what could potentially be the Snyderverse, which... Please, Zach, please come back. <laughs> we are begging you to come back, that's for sure. Um, I, will, I want more Batfleck, that's for sure, um, and just all of it. But, yeah, The Suicide Squad is obviously um, an aside from that, um, and it's kind of a reboot, um, that's what they're calling it, of Suicide Squad, uh, with, the, with some of the same characters, um, but a lot of new. It's like the biggest lineup, like... I, since I don't it's, even it's know what. It's a very big cast. Like I said, Such a large cast. Obviously, you've got Margot Robbie coming back with oh. Harley Quinn and Viola oh, Davis so as Amanda Waller. And then you've got uh, Taika Waititi. Yeah. Um, you've got um, um, John Cena, Idris Elba. Elba. Um, had his name in my head before. Doctor Who. Doctor Who or Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sean Gunn, yeah, uh, of course, James is directed by James Gunn. And James has said, James Gunn said, when like put out posters for this, that like nobody's safe, like don't get too attached, like anybody could go at any minute. That's the beauty Half of having them are such a large die in the cast. First 10 <laughs> yeah, I think so. But yeah, I'm so so super excited about that. Oh, we had Birds of Prey last year as well. Loved Birds of Prey. That was kick ass. Adore Margot. Lots of pink and sparkles and roller skates, but also people's faces being peeled off by you mcgregor that was delightful <laughs> but yeah. yeah so yeah super excited about the suicide squad not too sure how i'm feeling about space jam right now um i don't know if you're excited about it but 
I think it looks like a more little bit like Ready Player One the way the way it is because it's more mm. digitalized and yeah. it's more um, computer computer animated or kind of thing. So I think looking at the trailer of um, Space Jam and New Legacy, uh, they've got a lot a lot of Warner Brothers um, in there. So if you saw the trailer when they're having the big game they've got loads of audience around mm. watching the game and it's actually a lot of them there's a lot of hidden easter eggs in there you've got pennywise the dancing clown is in there is he yeah <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've got the the rogues the rogues the rogues from uh clockwork oranger in there oh, um the droog sorry uh from clockwork oranger in there um you've got I'm trying to think there's a load the load of easter eggs in space jam 2 um in in there there's so many oh yeah jim carrey came back to play the mask as well in that um so there's loads of different cameos in there which is going to be great so uh, it's going to be some fun obviously i i adore um space jam like i said it's 25 years ago since it came out when this film's going obviously have its one uh michael jordan obviously the greatest basketball player ever lebron james one of the greatest basketball players ever so i hope it's going to be fun i assume it is uh, i don't think it's ever going to win an oscar or be like the movie of the year but it's just going to be stupid fun for 90 fun. minutes isn't it nostalgia. yeah you know maybe someone had him for a long time it came out of sonic and that was the kind of the return of the original jim carrey i enjoyed it maybe we'll find out back. i miss mm. him you. Yeah. he was our childhood <laughs> <laughs> he was um i'm looking forward to ghostbusters though and um, obviously no one well most people didn't enjoy the um the female ghostbusters uh reboot thing i did enjoy it it was a bit of fun and chris hemsworth was hilarious and um, but obviously this is harking back to now drawing back to the original um the original two films and following on from that um i'm excited because it's by the same people um and i like that we haven't seen too much yet and I don't think they're going to show us too much until we actually get the film. Because I hate trailers giving you everything. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we had that little teaser with Paul Rudd in the uh, in the um, convenience store with the uh, little mini uh, thingy and marshmallow men, yeah. which was really fun. So yeah, I can't wait to see it. Paul Rudd's amazing as well. So yeah, it's a good cast, isn't yeah. it? Um, Stranger Things. Yeah, oh, I forgot his name now. Finn. Finn. So, yeah, the guy Finn that plays Finn Wolfenhard. Yeah, no, he's called Finn Wolfenhard. Yeah, he plays he's called Mike. <laughs> he's called Finn Wolfenhard, plays yeah. Mike. Yeah, uh, he'll be good. And there. there has been, obviously, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but there has been rumours that someone or some people will be returning from the original Ghostbusters film. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. What else have we got left on there? Luca. Luca. Uh, it's a weird one, this. If you've seen the trailer, it's very strange looking, but you know, fantastical as Disney <laughs> is. Um, two young mermen type creatures. Mermen. 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 <laughs> they uh, come up from the sea and transform into human boys, children, and um, to go and frolic and have a little summer in what looks to be somewhere like Spain or Italy or something. Um, and then they meet some crazy human girl and go on a bit of an adventure um looks fun looks fun i shall wait till i see it disney's done quite well this year though i did really really enjoy raya um, and the last dragon really really good again beautiful colors and great story and 
yeah mm. great characters stunning so like I said last year you had onward and you also oh, had soul God. as well oh yeah soul yeah soul was soul was good but onwards wipes the floor with it i don't care what anyone says i don't care what you say academy <laughs> onwards amazing. so yeah so yeah that's what we've got coming out this year um normal films wise um but obviously um we have got the big ones which is going to you know dominate obviously and that would be marvel phase four so the trailer obviously um that we had for well it was the story of the, the marvel universe so far and then it led on to kind of mini trailers for phase four we just watched that today twice in a row I need to watch it again and again and again and again. I'm so excited. I got so many goosebumps and hair standing up on my arms from just remembering what we have had so far and that moment in the cinema that we all had. Uh, the few moments that we all had, obviously the first one being... On your left. Yeah. <laughs> the, well, the biggest one being that. Um, but also Cap grabbing Milner and the portals emerging generally. All of it. Um, oh god we've been treated that is for sure by marvel and it seems we have more treats to come what do you think yeah i think oh, make the cash cow don't you i mean you milk it as much as you can really um negative <laughs> i mean like you said i think the only problem with cinema is i'm not agreeing with scorsese they mm. are some of them are really good films but yeah it's just diluting cinema. It's just literally just superhero yeah. after superhero after superhero. You look at films that are coming out, it's always like, oh, there's a superhero film this week. What do you want to go see? Do you want to watch this superhero film? Well, let's go watch this superhero film. I mean, there's nothing else really big, big, that shall we say. It's sort of what's been good about 2020 is that all of that went away, kind of most for the most part, and like buried itself underground. And we got all these other films coming out and and I hope more people saw them than they would have usually done. Things like Sound of Metal, Promising Young Woman, Nomadland, The Father. They were all brilliant and definitely Oscar-worthy. Um, so, you know, those sort of things did get noticed a bit more this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do, I love I love the the superhero films. I love Marvel. I love DC even more, um, obviously. But I, I, I want them there. I do want them there. It's just We just need that nice balance of having the other stories as well. Yeah, and I think there's so much that you can only do with the main characters. Like I said, I think Thor would would be the longest reigning one now when when mm. Love and Thunder comes out in 2022. I'll wait for that. Yeah, um, you've got Spider Man, which will be his trilogy films coming out in December this year, um, and then you've got all these people that no one's ever heard of, like Eternals and Shang Chi, and it's just like like i said you've got other stuff as well with tv coming in with miss marvel and she hulk all these smaller characters like ant-man no one knew ant-man was but you exactly. know loved him but because it's port wood i didn't you know i didn't know much about iron man and captain america really before the films came out like, and I, I hadn't because i was a dc guy i grew up with like most people with batman and superman mm-hmm. um obviously you'd have heard of the hulk um but until the film iron man came out back in god what even was it now it's some few years ago now I haven't heard of Iron Man, I don't think. Maybe on the precipice. Um, well, I'd, I'd heard of Thor. Um, but then I got to know these characters and I grew, grew to love them. I mean, the first thing I ever heard of Captain America was I was 16 in Universal Islands Adventure with my dad. And there was a guy, uh, obviously it was all the superhero land, there's a guy there in the original Captain America costume. 
and my dad got really excited he's like oh my god it's captain america and i was like who i don't even know who this guy is and he was excited to have a picture with him <laughs> and then like what like six or something years later there's chris evans captain america looking amazing and getting me excited <laughs> so yeah i think i'm excited again that there's these other characters that we've never heard of like shang chi and the eternals and i'm excited to learn about who they are and what their powers are you know i don't want to keep seeing the same rehash of more i love the new spider-man but i don't want to keep getting new and different spider-mans again and again and again i think that was a good thing with spider-man homecoming they didn't have to do the uncle ben death scene yeah, again again. <laughs> uh, again because i think sony what they did they had the original trilogy with toby Maguire from 2002 and then the amazing spider-man with andrew mm-hmm. garfield and then it was like well we're just going to remake it and do the same story again like 10 years later yeah whereas when you got homecoming you didn't need that because everybody knows spider-man's origins everybody yeah. knows he got bit by a radioactive spider and then he let a robber go mm-hmm. and then his uncle ben died and he feels guilty for it so that's why he becomes like this and uh, becomes a superhero to fight crime everybody knows that like i don't think there's anything else everyone knows martha and Mm-hmm. whatever his dad's called thomas, thomas wayne gets <laughs> shot everybody knows that it's we why you don't you don't need that. to see it all the time so these origin stories i think they're the, the two most mm-hmm. famous origin stories within within all of comic books spider-man's and Superman, you, got, you, you get it every time with Superman. you got it again with with henry you know the origin that's different though because you had superman in 1978 and a man of steel in 2013 there's like a 40 year yeah, difference there yeah i'm okay. talking 10 years between it spider-man and again, amazing okay. spider-man <laughs> <laughs> no, I so i mean they are talking about rebooting superman at some point obviously without henry cavill and um, but again we don't know what's going on because dc are looking to go a different way now obviously after the schneiderverse and so we don't know what's going to happen they have said obviously the flash is going to come out and Bat Fleck is going to be in it. Michael Keaton's return as a Batman as well. And we've got the Batman as well. And we've got the Robert Batman, Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. And it's really good that you have these films because what DC are going to be looking to do with the Flash and Flashpoint mm-hmm. is creating these multiverses. Yeah. So this will allow you to have all these different characters in there. So you've got the you've got the multiverse in Marvel and you've got the multiverse in DC. It's going to so bring all these different characters in there because in Spider Man, No Way Home. Is he going to be locked in the multiverse? I don't know. Is that why he can't get home? And then you've got Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness. Um, Doctor Strange is going to be in Spider-Man. And I think Scarlet Witch is going to be in Doctor Strange as well. So everything mm-hmm. that happened at the end of WandaVision. WandaVision? Yeah. You're going to have, obviously, her coming in to do Doctor Strange as well. And with her new powers as well as the Scarlet Witch. Um, maybe helping to unlock the multiverse to get Peter Parker back from amazing spider-man verse who knows i mean jamie fox has been announced to come Mm -hmm. into it as electro as he played in amazing spider-man 2 and alfred Molina is coming back to play doc ock from spider-man 2 Mm -hmm. as well it's not being confirmed but i would be very surprised if they're not in the film but alfred Molina says it basically takes part in the spider-man 2 timeline this film that he's playing it straight in that there's They've they've de-aged his face. So, I mean, it's interesting to find out what's going to happen with them. Mm. But we're going to have the multiverse and the Flash and the multiverse and Spider-Man. This allows you to have different incarnations of characters. So you're talking about Spider-Man. You could have somebody random like Chris Evans could could come back 
but he could be Iron Man. <laughs> it, could, it could be anything. It, it's all different iterations. You could bring another character to be Iron Man, like Don Cheadle could be Iron Man in another yeah. multiverse, and that would make him Iron kind Man. Kind of like what they did in the DC um, universe and the TV shows. There was that one crossover where um, they were in a different universe, and the characters were playing sort of the different characters. Mm-hmm. So, like, Arrow was the Flash, you know, yeah. and vice versa, and that kind of thing. So, there's a limit. <clears throat> Obviously, I'm not Kevin Feige, or I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but there's so many different like a way to bring these characters back. I know that they were going to have the new mutants at some point, but obviously yeah. that film wasn't successful as as much to obviously spawn a franchise. But they are looking at creating the young, That's what the I young Avengers. We did go see a third film last year, and the that was mutants. it. We forget about it. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but like <sighs> you, you've got the young Avengers, which should be coming out soon as well, and you could have new mentors from a different multiverse like you could have a, a new Iron Man to come and help them but with the Young Avengers I think there's only like a small cast because apparently in the Young Avengers you've got the WandaVision children that are supposed to be in it you've got um Hayley Steinfeld uh, in from Hawkeye supposed to be in it oh I forgot Hayley's gonna be in Hawkeye yeah and you've also got um who's the other one Ant-Man's daughter so oh, yeah. there's all these different That's young Avengers cool. that have already had already had their moment that they could be and Miles Morales as well. Oh yeah. So let's just talk about then like obviously Marvel couldn't make its big impact on the cinema last year, but we did obviously get on Disney Plus. Thank God for Disney Plus, seriously. Mm-hmm. Um well thanks Dan for Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um obviously first of all we had Wonder Vision. Now we all know that Black Widow was supposed to come out. Um early last year so we were supposed to get that before we got one division um, and parker winter soldier but um that's okay you know uh one division came in it basically saved the day for not getting any marvel cinema releases and it was weird at first it everyone started watching the first couple of episodes and was like what is going on <laughs> and um really weren't sure and then suddenly everything happened and it was amazing and then you couldn't get enough of it, really. It was Agatha. 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 Agatha, after all. Oh, my God. Catherine Hahn cast in that role was absolutely brilliant. Like, the whole way through, you're like, she's got to be significant in some way because it's Catherine Hahn. She's not just been thrown in there for absolutely no reason. So you were waiting for it. Um, and then, of course, when um, Pedro came in, um, what's he called? Evan Peters? Evan Peters. Evan Peters that was a big moment but, but yeah. then they ruined it but then they ruined it yeah by taking it away from us but there's some of the fun as well like he could just be an actor in this multiverse but in the other multiverses he's yeah um, summer. um but obviously that one division uh came in and was like that nice filler in between films and i hope they keep doing this um in between the films over the years and give us these little mini series so we can see what the characters are doing within to help build their their you know their backgrounds and their relationships and things mm-hmm. um so i'm looking forward to seeing them what happens next for for scarlet witch and then of course we had falcon and soldier most recently which, which again there's only six episodes this yeah. one compared to one division's 10 episodes but like i said it, it left off i think one division was completely different oh yeah um to falcon and soldier because it took place in kind of its own world like mm-hmm. it didn't really Obviously, there was a little connection to the end of Endgame, and you had obviously the um, the blip or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, cool. So you had that little bit of the blip where uh, I can't think of the oh, character yeah. Maria uh, coming in from it. So you had all of that, but then this 
Falcon and Winter Soldier takes a lot more from Endgame. You're actually seeing how the world has been since the blip mm-hmm. and all of these flag smashes coming in, obviously, because they lived during these five years and how they felt the world was during these five years and now everything's changed back again. So you got to obviously see the world properly rather than this fantasy world of one division yeah. so and i think falcon winter soldier had a lot more politics behind it all as well and yeah. there's a lot more stuff going on um behind the scenes from that and i think it was really good Falcon Winter soldier yeah, but was... i think it was a bit slow at start but the last two episodes were yeah. really 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 good it was really great for character development and moving the next bit of the story forward to the next phase because obviously um, when it first started, I did a little bit of research and everything, did a bit of a, I did a little bit of a video about um, who all these new characters were and what they were potentially going to be. Um, and obviously, um, uh, Torres, um, Falcon's uh, friend uh, from the forces, he's, um, you know, in the comics, he becomes a version of Falcon. Um, so, and obviously we know that Falcon, we know that Sam becomes a version of Captain America. So we, I was expecting certain things to happen. Um, obviously it ended and we haven't still got Torres, we haven't got Torres as Falcon yet, but obviously we now know Sam is the new Captain America, which is fantastic, absolutely love it. Um, but it was great to see the development of Sam and Bucky's relationship as well. And I mean, that truly developed the whole way through. I mean, at the beginning, they, they kind of still didn't really want to be around each other too much. And then by the end of it, they're like brothers and it's beautiful. I so want Bucky and Sarah, Sam's sister, to get together. I am so behind that. <laughs> Really? A lot I of uh, queer representation in there, maybe about that. But no, I mean, I, I think Sebastian San hasn't said anything on either side. He says maybe it just does what happens. Yeah, whatever happens happens. Really. So I think the way he is, I think there was a little bit of, um, or shall we say, queerness between Sam and. Mm. Bucky and especially between Bucky and Cat mm. in the films like, the mm. way Bucky was with him as well so I mean there's, there's all different stuff out there but the Bucky and Sarah stuff was great yeah. like, it was yeah. funny especially with Sam's reaction as well but you don't know what yeah don't well know we don't know we'll just have to see then that's interesting we'll have to wait and see and um, of course John Walker um I knew that he was going to become US agent and um, so that's what happened at the end um, so it's going to be interesting to see then him his progression, what that means for the films, um, if he's going to be coming into the films at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with regards to like Doctor Strange and stuff, I was never a big Doctor Strange fan of the original film. I like the character, but not the film. Um, but I am actually really excited about the new film. I think it's going to be really cool, yeah. um, especially of all the things that, that could have be going on between it. But obviously, as well as that, we've got all these new up-and-coming up and ones. Um, we've obviously got Shang-Chi is the first one that's going to come out out of the new characters. Um, so really excited about that. The trailer looks really fun, lots of energy. Aquafina, who's amazing, I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, what else have we got? Where's my list gone? Uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which obviously is going to be interesting because we've sadly lost um, Chadwick, but it looks like possibly Shuri maybe is going to be taking on the mantle. Or... I, I wish to bring back Chichilla. Is that, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. No. Well, T'Challa was Black Panther. So I'm thinking of. Um, You're on about um, Killmonger, sorry. Killmonger, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Like yeah. apparently he does take over Black Panther in the comics as well okay. at some point. Um, so it would be interesting if they did it that way. Obviously, 
he passed away at the end of Black Panther, so I, I, I doubt it. But mm. and no one's really ever dead in Marvel and in comic books. I mean, it happens all the time. The amount of people that die and then come back. So I'm sure they can find a way to reverse time and do it. I mean, Loki died at the beginning of Infinity War, Endgame. I want to say Infinity War because yeah, it went War. into Infinity War. Yeah, it was Infinity War. Uh, and then obviously he's back to have his own TV show. Yeah, next so month. So. Obviously, after being come back from going in time and then taking the Tesseract and then... Wednesdays, I think you said. Exactly. Right, that's going to be Night of June. Pretty expecting Loki, so I'm excited about that. Um, Other films, the Marvels, which I'm excited about the title of that. TV show. Or Marvels is the movie, yeah. Marvels is the new uh, Captain Marvel film. Yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Yeah, because obviously in one division she started gaining powers when she went through the whole set. Yes. Yes, yes, you're right, yeah. I remember she that started gain, yeah. gaining powers, didn't Maria, she? Yeah, yeah. That's true. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, not too sure what to expect from Ant-Man and the Wasp, quite a mania. I mean, I like Ant-Man, the first film. The second film was okay, but we'll see. Like I said, quantum mania, it can all relate to the whole... It could still be Because, again, yeah. we, say, we say, like, multiverse. I know Doctor Strange is called the like the, the craziness of the multiverse whatever it is but multiverse of madness the multiverse of madness but then you've got the quantum realm as well i mean they're all different ways that they could be going through the, the quantum realm to get to these multiverses or, or vice versa and mm. getting all stuck and messing everything up so i think all these films are going to link in together yeah whether dr strange is going to be the key between them all i don't know but cool. Guardians 3, I just really want Thor to be joining the Guardians. That's what I want. It's weird because I think Thor comes out before Guardians. It does, yeah. Because Thor comes out in 2022, yeah. but Guardians comes out in December. So I think... Yeah, Guardians. in 2023, yeah. yeah. Um, But I don't know if this is spoiling, spoilers or not, but there have been strong rumours that the Guardians cast have recorded in Australia where they are making Thor. Woo! So, I mean... Thor did leave at the end of Endgame with with the Avengers to make the the Asgardians of the Galaxy, which would have been great. So I reckon we will probably see them for at least 10, 15 minutes at the start of the film and then yeah. he might just get sick of them and then decide Maybe. to lose weight and then um, <laughs> go on his own way after seeing Natalie Portman. So I'm also looking forward to the Guardians holiday special because that's a nice little heart to the Star Wars holiday special. Because for me, when the Guardians first appeared, it just reminded me of Star Wars, for sure. And uh, I, l- I enjoy their cheesiness in the same mm-hmm. way. Um, and I'm excited, obviously, to see, as everyone is, what the soundtrack's going to be like. Um, if it's going to progress, because obviously he has, he's already had the two cassettes that his mum gave him now. So now is, is, that, is, the, is the soundtrack style going to change? Is it going to move on It'll from the 70s? It'll be a Tony Stark 3000 one. <laughs> Volume 3000. Volume 3000. Um, I'd like to hear some 90s in there because he's gone and discovered what else there is that he's missed. But we'll see. We'll, we will see. ACDC. Um, it's only ACDC. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so obviously we mentioned Loki and we've also got Hawkeye coming up and, as you said before, Ms. Marvel. Um, both later on this year, not confirmed yet. So, yeah, excited to see what we get from all those, really, and, and where it's going to take us, um, to be honest. So, yeah, I mean, I think... Oh, there's one more thing. That, yeah, um, I think... Uh, and the main thing is with with all these Marvel TV shows mm. and no cinema, I think Disney Plus has been kind of definitely Mercedes saving grace throughout yes. it all. Um, I it. Yeah, so you had all these Marvel TV shows and then 
one reboot that came out of nowhere just made everything life more meaningful once again <laughs> not marvel anymore though. no um yeah my god the mighty ducks um game changers um and that episode which was last week last week's the week before's episode oh my god so emotional um so obviously being uh well born in the 80s but 90s kid growing up absolutely adore the mighty ducks it's one of my favorite films of all time well the whole trilogy i love it born in mumbai and i've been dying for a mighty ducks reunion like my whole life <laughs> and um mm -hmm. i also said a couple of years ago we need some mighty ducks pop vinyl figures i would buy them all um and then disney plus came along and just made all my dreams come true and we've had the new tv show mighty ducks game changers um which stars um i actually don't know his real name but the the lad that's in um good, the boy, good boys um who plays thor in good boys um he's so funny he's so cute and adorable bless him and he's in my Ducks game changes the main and then the uh his mom is played by Marissa um Tomei. no no and may um she plays Lorelai, yeah, yeah, Lauren Graham, Graham plays Lorelai in that Gilmore Girls show, <laughs> um, and um, of course, reprising his role as Gordon Bombay, um, the Minnesota Miracle Man, um, Emilio Estevez, uh, so 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 exciting. Um, the show has been really fun anyway, and then, um, not this week's episode, but last week's, um, saw the return of a bunch of the ducks, uh, six of them, in fact. So we had Gee and Connie. I'm so happy to see that they are married because they were such a cute little couple in the 90s. Um, obviously, Fulton, uh, Knucklebuck. No, Knucklebuck was uh, Keenan. Yeah, so Fulton, anyway, uh, one of the Bash brothers. Um, Abeman, um, oh, Louise, not Louise, um, Kenny Wu. Kenny Wu. Mm. Um, and who else did we have? Oh, Adam Banks. Kiki, yeah! the classic um so yeah they all came back and it was just absolutely gorgeous and so exciting and the music was there the score and yeah so yeah i definitely recommend any 90s kids out there and um, you haven't realized that it's on disney plus my Ducks game changes for a bit so i'll just fun yeah, so, yeah it's definitely fun um and there's a lot of um flashbacks and mm -hmm. homages to the original the mighty ducks of the champions film yeah um so yeah uh no charlie conway yet whether he does decide to turn up later yeah. on who knows or maybe he does for a second season i know there's a lot of nostalgia going on for these 80s and 90s stuff at the moment with peacock bringing saved by the bell for example and then most of the characters bar screech returned for that one and mr belding didn't who he did say it could be in season two but unfortunately he did pass away so maybe if game changers gets picked up and becomes successful maybe joshua jackson might want to come back for the second season for an episode um i think there's definitely a lot more stuff for them to do with joshua jackson and emilio estevez because yeah. of the relationship that they had within the film and you could see the disappointment on his face when charlie when they mentioned about charlie yeah. uh, for emilio estevez so there's definitely still something there I think it'll be a great cameo, if especially under the wraps, like if it don't get spoiled, if he does come back for the season finale or something, to have that moment, which would be great. So, I mean, there's only ten episodes; we've only got three left, I think. Yeah. So, um, we'll, we'll see what happens with uh, the Mighty Ducks game changers on Disney Plus.
yeah, Disney Plus has been great. So if you haven't got it yet, I would definitely recommend it because there's loads of great stuff on there. Um, loads of behind the scenes things um, for all your favourites um, and loads of documentaries about the parks and just Disney generally. And it's fantastic. And now they've got um, Star on there as well, which has got loads of great TV shows and films um, that aren't necessarily Disney related, but mm-hmm. more for adults as well. And obviously all your Star Wars stuff like Mandalorian and Andor, which is filming in our back garden. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So if we hadn't had, like, a minor family emergency, well, a quite big family emergency last week and really bad weather and work and things, we would have been down Cleveland's promenade filming and taking some pictures to show you guys because, yeah, the new TV series Andor, um, about casting Andor for Disney+, Plus has been filming for a whole week down uh, about 15 minutes from our house. And um, yeah, we've seen some really cool pictures that our friends have taken. So so super excited to see that when it comes out. Um, but obviously we've also got we've also got the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show for Disney Plus, which has got Hayden Christensen coming back and say that. Yeah, yeah. Um so we're gonna be covering all that kind of stuff um on our, on the podcast in the future uh, and YouTube video, uh, wherever you're watching or listening. Um, so lots of cool stuff to look out for. We're also going to be um, venturing out to our favourite activity for the summer, and that is Comic Cons um, throughout the throughout the year, possibly some in the summer, definitely for the love of horror in October. So we will be reporting back on uh, on what's been going on there, any other news and things as well. Um, Jamie here has a new podcast starting as well um, this week, which is all about horror. Um, so what, you want to tell us a bit about that, the title and everything? Yeah, of course. So um, I'll be having a horror podcast with my good friend Emma, where we're talking all things horror. It's a bloody brilliant podcast. That's the name of it. And it also is a bloody brilliant podcast as well. I'm sure (laughs) it's going to be. Um, You'll be able to follow us on all social platforms soon. And we're just going to be talking about horror, why we love horror and talking all things horror. And then we're also going to have a movie night with you all where we will watch a film and review it and talk about some of the cool stuff as well. So if that sounds something that you might be into, look for Bloody Brilliant Podcast because you'll love it. (laughs) And we're going to be on um, YouTube, obviously, and also the podcast to listen to. Or on Spotify and Apple. You're probably listening right now. Yeah. Probably. So so this don't don't listen to us at this point because you're already listening (laughs) if if you like the sound of us why don't you watch us on youtube subscribe as well yeah subscribe follow you know like comment see what you want us to talk about do everything i mean we we can do all of that as well um obviously we have this we've also got the greatest movie ever podcast as well Mm -hmm. where we talk about some great films and rank them in lists as well um with this week we are doing the musical the musical month of may shall we say so it's all stuff to do with music in movies so we've just done the top 10 greatest movie musicals we've got the top 10 greatest music soundtracks and the top 10 greatest music scores Mm -hmm. for the month of may so we are the greatest movie ever podcast so you can check us out on there as well um yeah yeah and then separately i've got my other own little podcast and youtube videos uh called next space just my little area to talk about things that I love most of the time. That's movies because I love movies, and um, so I'll be doing like reactions to things as well. Um, 
my uh, my snidey foot reaction is quite hilarious. <laughs> I was a little bit excited. Um, but yeah, so there's lots of other stuff you can check out if you are um, film lovers like us. And we'd love to get to know you guys and get involved. So, you know, get your questions in, get your ideas in. And um, we're going to be having guests on the show as well throughout probably on our little film panel. So, yeah, get involved. Yeah, so I think that nicely wraps us up for the first ever episode of Cine Lovers. Woo! I have been Jamie. I will always be Mercedes. And I'm sure we will see you next time. <laughs>